I forgot to say one other thing. We're not going to do hugging at the peace. <laughs> we'll do elbow hugs. <laughs> we are going to do intinction. I'm not sure what, uh, what Father Caleb had for you as a sermon. Um, I've had, I don't know, 20 hours to figure out what I'm going to say. So, um, but uh, when I read this letter, this gospel, some things stood out to me, and that's what I want to share with you today. Many people this time of year are looking for a quick and easy diet or exercise program. A lot of equipment and diet books get sold at this time of year. Much of the equipment is used a couple of times and then forgotten, and the diet books are forgotten if they don't result, re, prefer results immediately. But the person finds an exercise program or a diet plan that works, they'll tell everyone, I have found the perfect diet. The pounds are just falling off me. You've got to come and try this. They're excited about what's happening to them, and, and they want to tell everyone. Well, this is what's happening in today's gospel. First, Andrew went to told his brother Peter. Then Jesus finds Philip, and Philip tells Nathaniel. The call God made to Andrew, come and see, is for us today. We at Emmanuel are called to reach out and bring Jesus to a broken world. How many of you were raised Episcopalian? Would you raise your hand if you were raised Episcopalian? Uh, not very many. How many of you all are Baptist? Okay, good. Because later on in this sermon, we're going to have a song. And I expect all you Baptists to sing really, really loudly. Because you know this song. If I were to ask you how the rest of you became Episcopalians or Anglicans, you'd probably say, <clears throat> someone said to you, come and see. Come and see. You were most likely invited to church by someone, by a friend, a co-worker, a neighbor, a wife, or a husband. Someone said to you, come and see. I grew up a Methodist and became an Episcopalian when I began to seriously date Nancy. I think the best evangelistic tool that the Episcopal Church ever had was good-looking girls. <laughs> I know they had me. That's how, that's how I got there. <laughs> I know talking about salvation and evangelism is sometimes difficult. We want, don't want to appear to be pushy or that we are know-it-alls. We don't mind being pushy or know-it-alls when it comes to a diet or exercise plan, but when it comes to talking about Jesus, we don't want to be pushy and know-it-alls. Salvation is as simple as surrendering to Jesus. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you. And evangelism is as simple as sharing Jesus. Some people are better able to share their faith easily. For some of us, it's more difficult. But someone once said, share your faith at all times. Use words if necessary. You know, you may be the only, the only person they know who knows Jesus. So you may be the last one, the first one who tells them. You don't have to have a theological education to do this. Andrew didn't, Philip didn't, Peter didn't. None of the disciples were theologically trained. All you have to do is talk from your heart. Tell them what your story is. Very low-key, very casual, some, not some kind of planned program or four spiritual laws or, or you know, evangelism explosion or whatever. 
Not just an invitation to come to church, but an invitation to, to, to be a part. To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Anglicans have often find it easy to say come to church, but they don't ever close, make a close on, on the, the salvation story. It closes when you say, can I pray for you to accept Jesus now? The calling, this process, can be divided into three simple steps. Discovery. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because, we first, because he first loved us. The second is a decision. The third is a step of action. Revelation, discovery, action. First, you have to decide to accept the call of Jesus. This is more than an intellectual ascent. It's a decision to follow Jesus with all your heart, to follow wherever he calls you to go. Now, don't worry. I don't think all of us are going to be called to be missionaries in Africa, but we need to give our whole heart to Jesus. The initial calling always first comes from God. He discovers us as we are. God discovers us where we are. And that call, that discovery, always requires us to make a decision. God acts first. God makes the opening call to each of us. And our initial step after God's call to us is to come and see. The initial step, the first step of, of any undertaking is vital. If you don't start the race, you cannot finish it. Having a relationship with God is paramount to your calling as a believer. God comes to you. He discovers you. God is calling you. There's an old hymn in the church that proclaims this clearly. We're going to sing this later, so listen, soft, listen to the words. Softly and tenderly, <clears throat> Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling, O sinner, come home. Jesus is calling. He's calling us into a relationship. He's calling us to come and see. He's calling you. He's calling me. Come. Come and discover him. So the first finger is, first is discovery. The second leads to decision. We have been called into a relationship with our God. Now, how do we respond to that call? That's the third, the decision. Philip, in our, in our gospel reading, made a decision, the decision to follow. I'm convinced that the opposite of love is not hate. It's often fear. It's fear. It often keeps us from stepping out, from doing what God's calling us to doing, to do in our lives. It could be fear of how we're perceived by others, fear that we might be considered odd or different. Fear that we might be rejected by others in their friendship. When my son Andrew was in boarding school in Massachusetts, he shared that he gave his overcoat uh, to a, a homeless man because uh, he, the homeless man did not have an overcoat, and Andrew did. I felt a tremendous pride in him for his willingness to reach out to the poor. 
It took courage to do what he did. And probably more courage to tell me and his mom that he had given the expensive overcoat we had bought for him to some homeless man. When you, uh, when you find fear, next will come action. After you've finished making your decision, you come to action. Discovery and decision without action isn't what we're called to do. We need to be willing. We need to be willing to step out and do God's work, even in the presence of fear. Do not let fear separate you from God's plan for your life. Were you aware that the statement, fear not or be not afraid, is in the scripture 365 times, one for each day of the year? Don't be afraid. Do you know someone who needs Jesus in their life? Is God asking you to be that person to show them Jesus? If so, what are you waiting for? Come and see. Come and see. Now we're going to sing. Get your singing voice.